It is Sunday, March 9th, 2014. This is U62 The Targ. Let's get it started. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we're picking apart the new Transformers trailer, a huge development in Star Trek comics, and Porn Meets CanCon. It's episode 7.06, just another Saturday. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Campus here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. How y'all doing? I'm doing fine. I'm still experiencing a bit of the February blahs. Um, most psychologists would call it seasonal affected disorder. You know, end of February, start of March, that's where it kind of affects people the most. You're starting to get all depressed with winter. You're really ready for winter to be done with and just blech. But you know what? We soldier on. We soldier forth. Because there's good stuff on the internet that makes us say, hey, there's good stuff in the world. And by good stuff, I'm talking about the Transformers Age of Extinction trailer. That's right. We finally got our first full trailer for the next Transformers movie coming out this July. And all I can say is, I think I'm done. You know, just watching the trailer, it offered up nothing new in the world of the Transformers film franchise. We got the giant robots transforming. We got the huge spaceships descending from the heavens and everything. We have Mark Wahlberg now instead of Shia LaBeouf, and he's at his Mark Wahlbergiest, and it's just... Ah, I, I think I'm done. It's offered up nothing new. You know, when we got the Super Bowl commercial about a month or so ago, we saw Dinobots. And I was like, oh, yeah, Dinobots. Loved Grimlock back in the day so that he's finally on the big screen. I was like, yes, Dinobots, awesome. But, you know, thanks to them blowing their Dinobot wad in the Super Bowl commercial, seeing Grimlock make his appearance in the trailer, I'm like, what else you got? Really, they've... They're not impressing me anymore. They're not trying anymore. We're at the point in the franchise where they've determined the formula. They know what works, and they're really not going to give us anything new anymore. So, because, uh, you know, the kind of idiot I am, I'm still going to go see it when it comes out this July. You know, it comes out like 4th of July weekend, so it'll probably be my birthday movie for 2014. I actually had to look at my watch to see what year it is. That's how my mind is going. But still, you know... Come on, maybe it's time to give Michael Bay a break, bring in some fresh talent, some fresh ideas to jazz up the formula. But no, it looks like it's going to be more of the same for Transformers Age of Extinction. Speaking of more of the same, we finally got our first trailer for uh, Sin City 2. Uh, the proper title is Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Nine years after the first Sin City movie, Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller finally reteamed to continue filming every Sin City tale that Frank Miller has ever made. But, you know, they're not doing every 
uh, Sin City tale because Frank Miller said, you know what, now that I've experienced the medium of movies, I can do better. So there's four Sin City stories in Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, and two of them are brand new stories that Frank Miller has written exclusively for the big screen. So it'll be interesting to see how that pulls off. But you know what? Again, watching the trailer when it came out this past week, I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, this film is nine years too late. The first one came out in 2005. If this movie came along in 2007, I would have been, yes, I'm ready for more. But you know, nine years later, the thrill is gone. I'm just, yeah, I'll probably go see it, you know, just because, but yeah, they're going to really have to do something to impress me, to give me something new. I want new at the movies. Lots of new stuff. New. New, 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 new. Well, I'm about rambled out here, so while I collect my thoughts and think of something more to bring you, let's play some music, shall we? How about some Weird Al on Music Teach the Guitar? I'm driving a truck, driving a big old truck, pedal to album Running With Scissors. That is Weird Al Yankovic with the truck driving song here on U62 The Targ. One of these days I am going to abuse my power in my day job as a radio guy at a country music radio station and play that on the air. 
I actually had a friend who did that one time. He was working at uh, Kissin' Country down in uh, Edmonton. Uh, they were doing some bit that was some kind of Santa's Anonymous toy run, some kind of charity drive. They had a country music artist to drive in the truck, and then I get the call from my buddy who was the afternoon host at the time. He says, Mark, here's what's going on. He quickly explains the whole bit in the charity drive they're doing to me and says, so to go along with all that, I need the truck driving song by Weird Al Yankovic. Do you have the truck driving song? Well, I'm just a big enough of a Weird Al geek that I have every Weird Al album on my MP3 player, which I carry on me at all times. So I said, no problem. Plugged in my MP3 player to my computer, emailed the truck driving song off to him, and the bit was pulled off spectacularly. So there you go. If I want to play Weird Al on the air, I must find a reason like that. In order to play Weird Al on the radio, I must support my local charities more. I like that idea. I will ponder that while I tell you about some of the biggest Star Trek news that happened over the past week. I saw this and the fact that it was actually picked up by some major news sources, you know, just Yahoo News, but still that's major in my books. It really caught my eye. They are taking the classic Star Trek episode, The City on the Edge of Forever, and they're doing a comic book adaptation of it. Now you're probably thinking, Mark, what's so special about that? Well, as every Trekkie will tell you, The City on the Edge of Forever, despite being one of the greatest episodes of the original series, the greatest episodes in all of Star Trek, it has a very controversial production history. It was commissioned by legendary science fiction author Harlan Ellison, who wrote it for the show. But when he submitted his final draft to the Star Trek producers, they looked at it and they were like, we can't film this. We can't make this at all. Uh, you know, it was too big, too expensive for a television budget. On top of that, it had things like drug dealers running around the Enterprise and Enterprise crew members getting high in their leisure time. Stuff that Gene Roddenberry had said was un-Star Trek-like. So Harlan Ellison's script was heavily rewritten by Star Trek's producers before they filmed it. So, of course, that really pissed off Harlan Ellison. Uh, his original teleplay was eventually published for a mass audience in the mid-90s. Uh, when I was reading up on this, you know, you can find an e-version on Amazon.com for your Kindle and everything like that. So his original vision is out there. So what the comic book creators now of the Star Trek comics, what they're trying to do is they want to recreate the city on the edge of forever as close to Harlan Ellison's original vision as possible. Uh, the guys who are currently working on the Star Trek comic books, they're doing this, but they're working very closely with Harlan Ellison to make sure his original vision is preserved. So there you go. We're finally going to see the original version of the city on the edge of forever as it was originally mapped out by Harlan Ellison. It's really cool. You know, the folks who have the uh, Star Trek comic book license, IDW Publishing, they're doing lots of interesting stuff with Star Trek in comics right now. You know, like I think it was two years ago, they realized they had the licenses to both Star Trek and Doctor Who, so they did the long-anticipated Star Trek Doctor Who crossover. Basically, the Doctor, Amy, and Rory materialize on the Enterprise D, and then they have to team up with Captain Picard et al. to defeat an unholy alliance between the Cybermen and the Borg. So, yeah, it's been trade paperback by now. I should finally pick it up and check it out. Although I did leave through it at the comic book stores, I felt the art in it was horrible. They decided to do some kind of painted thing instead of the traditional drawing and it just looks you know 
They tried for photorealism, but then they put some kind of filter on the camera and it all looks blurry and out of focus. And I wasn't impressed with the art. But the story, I am still intrigued by the story. So that is why I should pick it up someday. U62 The Dark has everything you want in a podcast. Scooby-Doo, Batman, and Weird Al. It's the holy trinity of pop culture. Download it today at chaosinabox.com. Another of Weird Al's dalliances into the field of country music. Off of his 1987 album, Polka Party, that's good enough for now. I like to think of it as a beloved ode to settling here on U62 The Targ. Good evening, Mark Kappas here with you. You know, I've talked about this on Facebook and on my blog and on Twitter. I'm respectful of my audience and my day job on the radio. I occasionally see a new story come along. I'm like... My God, this is hilarious. This is stupid. I have to talk about this. 
but I know my audience probably wouldn't be receptive to it. That's why I have this podcast. This is where I can exercise those demons. So what's the headline I saw this past week that made me go, I must talk about this? Ahem. CRTC worried there's not enough Canadian content in pornography. Yes, the whole story, uh, three porn channels based out of Toronto, they were up for renewing their broadcast license. And when your broadcast license is up for renewal, it's quite common for the CRTC to take a look at your uh, broadcast playlist and make sure you're meeting your CanCon requirements. Well, it was found that these three porn channels are not meeting their CanCon requirements, providing less than 35% Canadian broadcasting over the broadcast year and during the evening broadcast period. So there you go. We need more Canadian porn, apparently. Why? That's what I'm thinking about. What makes Canadian porn different and more special than, say, American porn? You know, I'm seeing a scenario much like how Bob and Doug McKenzie was created on SCTV. The secret origin of Bob and Doug McKenzie, for those who don't remember, when SCTV was picked up by the CBC, they said, we need something distinctive Canadian so people know that this is a Canadian program. So Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis, they decided to combine every negative stereotype about Canadians they could and cram them into Bob and Doug McKenzie, and thus Bob and Doug were born. So that's what I'm thinking now for Canadian porn, you know. We have to take every stereotype about Canadians and stuff them into porn. You know, I'm thinking maybe erotic things with poutine and maple syrup. That could get awfully messy. Or, you know, some of the porn parodies that this article went on to propose. You know, uh, Fleshpoint instead of Flashpoint, Corner Ass, the more than friendly giant, or perhaps the one most appropriate of all, you can't do that on television. So, yeah, Canadian porn. Looks like the broadcasters are going to be clamoring for it, so there's an emerging market we could get involved in, I guess. Yeah, the demon has now been exercised, so I guess that means it's time to bring this week's episode to an end. I am Mark Kappas, this has been The Targ, I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Good ride while it lasted. Come on, kids. Let's go home. We are home. That was fast.